2: No is necessary point prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details.
1: Blood talk radio
0: Jesus from the side.
1: Uh, Yes, hi. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Again, welcome to Learner's Lounge Thursday. Today is Thursday, October the 7th, 2021. Tonight we are in the Apple Valley studio. The doctor is in tonight and he will be giving us the best, sayeth the Lord. I am so elated because yesterday we had a prayer session from Throne Room Wednesday and God was all up and through. The prayer says he was all up and in the building. God says in his word, where two or three are simple. He will be a God in the midst. And he was yesterday. He was all up and through all the prayers yesterday. And it was a hallelujah time last night on the prayer line. We prayed for 21 people in general. There was eight on Facebook and 13 of you that called in last night. That was so awesome that we had a chance to touch and agree in his name. For you guys, so we are so elated and grateful for that. Tonight, what I want to talk about for my words of encouragement, I want to talk about Hebrews chapter 11, which gives examples of faith to help those that are discouraged. Now, you may ask, what is faith and how is it defined? Now, faith, it is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Just as our physical eyesight is the sense That gives us evidence of something material in the world faith is the sense that gives us evidence of the invisible spiritual world now faith has its reasons the bible doesn't recommend a blind leap of faith but the reasons can't be measured in a laboratory they have to be understood spiritually faith extends beyond what we learn from our senses and as the authors who were writing the letters in the bible they're saying that faith has many different reasons it is a test and those are not senses like your sight and smell which yield to uncertainty now physical eyesight produces a conviction or evidence of visible things faith is and will be the organ which enables people to see what is to come in the spiritual realm of things hoped for of things not seen if you have the substance before you or if you can see it, then there is no use for faith. Faith is needed for what we can't see and can't touch, like a healing. We can't touch someone's heart to fix it, but we can have faith that God will intercede and he'll make the miracle. Faith does not contradict reason. Though it may go beyond reason, one may objectively prove the Bible is the most unique book ever published and has impacted society more than any other book. But only faith and prove that the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, this is a belief beyond reason, but not in contradiction to reason or against reason. So like I always say here on the broadcast, faith, all you need is the grain of a mustard seed. If you've ever seen a mustard seed grain, it is so little, it's tiny. Sometimes and won't even see it in your hand. And that's the gigantic, enormous amount of faith you need. That little bit, is a lot for God. There was a lady with the issue of blood, and she said with all of her little bitty grain of a mustard seed of faith, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, that's all she wanted, to just touch Jesus with him, because she had so much faith that he would heal her. There was a lady who had little money, and everybody else was donating big money. She gave all she had. She had faith that God would accept that offering even though it was the smallest amount of everyone else. The same thing like when Lazarus died, his sisters, they wanted Jesus to come and restore him and be with them. They had faith that he would be there in their time for the restoration of their brother, and he did. So all these occurrences and accountants that are in the Bible, they are proving that faith is real, that faith works. His faith still works. His blood still works. God is merciless. God is forgiving. God is omnipotent. He's omnipresent. God is always the beginning, and He will always be the end. There is no above, around, below. God is straightforward. He changes not—not not today. He didn't change yesterday, and He's not going to change tomorrow. He's always going to be the same God that we know him to be. When we learn of him and we have our relationship with him, he's going to be that same God. He's not going to change. So I thank you guys tonight for listening to my inspiration about faith because you know what? To be honest, that's what we need, especially now with all this stuff in the world going on with all these pandemics and COVID and variations of COVID and, and all this, this turmoil in the land. Right now, if we didn't need God before, which we always need him, we really always did, but if you thought you didn't need him before, you need him now. And God does anything for you, even just waking you up tomorrow, you can say, Lord, if you do not do anything else for me, you have already done enough. Because he has. Just the wake up is enough because he's given us a second opportunity to continue to let him lead and rule over our life. And that's what it's all about. Those in Radio Land who can hear me and hear me clearly, God is everything. Without God, we are nothing. We will fail if we put self in the way. We will fail. Everything will crash and burn if we put self in the way. But when you put God in the way, everything works out. Now it is time for the man of the hour. He is here. And he will be breaking down the word of God with you like never before. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. And he will teach and preach with you now. God bless you. Thank you for listening to my words of encouragement. God bless you all.
2: God bless you in Radio Land tonight. Thank you. Amen. Sister <laughs> Kitashi for bringing the words of inspiration on face of the substance of things that is hoped for and the evidence of things that's not seen. How true that is tonight. Amen. We're coming to you tonight. Amen. In Radio Land. Dr. Moore, praise the Lord, coming to you from Apple Valley Studio tonight on a continuous amen of what we left off on last Thursday. I amen, felt led amen, is to continue this series, amen that we left off on, the principles of baptism. The principles of baptism. Let me jump right into it tonight. Praise the Lord, and give you as much as I possibly can. And Matthew, the twenty-eighth chapter, verse sixteen through twenty. I'm going to read a few of them. Verses. Skip down. Amen. To Mark and Luke and Acts. Matthew, Amen. The twenty-eighth chapter, verse sixteen, it says, "Then the eleven disciples, they went." away into Galilee unto a mountain where Jesus appointed them and when they saw him they worshipped him undoubtedly and Jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth but go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have, command you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world mark sixteen fifteen says, and he said unto them, go ye unto all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues, and they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Luke 24 and 47 says that, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Acts 2 and 38 says, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for all the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The principles of being baptized tonight, amen, we have to follow the word of the Lord. The Bible tells us, amen, that the 11 disciples, Judas, amen, was no longer with them. He went, amen, away into Galilee, into a mountain, where Jesus had appointed them. As I always say, man, it's always a blessing to go where Jesus has appointed us to go. One of the things, amen, that Jesus was trying to get over to the disciples was obedience. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name in the name, not of the name, but in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He said, Teaching amen them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Now Jesus, Amen, went on down to say. And he said unto them, Go ye unto all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, amen, this is the commandment that the Lord has given his disciples. And if we are a child of God, amen, and we follow him, we ought to also be a disciple of Jesus Christ. One of the strongest points, amen, that Jesus, amen, gave his disciples with this great commission. Go into the world and teach not some nation, not some denomination, but teach all nations. Amen, that they should be baptized in the name. That is very important and very significant as we follow the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. We see here, amen, where when it came, amen, to the subject of water baptism, there are suggestions, widely different interpretations. Even among Christian groups, many evangelist Church churches. They believe water baptism is to be a ritual initiated into the Christian church but not essential to salvation. I want you to listen to that. Many amen saying that water baptism is not essential to salvation. And Jesus has told us, amen, how that we should be baptized. Church but not essential to salvation. On another point, some contend that only valuable Christian baptism requires the Trinity form of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now I want you to listen at the word very plainly. Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name. And in order to baptize them in the name, we must know the name. The name, amen, is Jesus Baptize them in that name, not of the Father, not of the Son, and not of the Holy Ghost, but baptize them in the name. Read the Word of God. It's in your Word. Just as amen, I'm reading it to you tonight. Other amen believers, the only valid Christian baptism was required the name of Jesus Christ. Not the title, whatever the argument there is, but one reliable source for determined sound doctrine, the Holy Bible. That's what amen we should go by. Not amen, a theory of man, but what does the word of God say? God's word is the only sure foundation of which amen to build our eternal hope. Let's look in Matthew seven twenty one through 29. Only persuade and embrace biblical truth. Biblical teaching. We must stick with biblical teachings. For example, those who believe in salvation is a matter of faith alone, maintain water baptism is a non-essential thing. You can't do that. Not according to the Word of God. When need, is there a water baptism? The contents are, are we say by grace? Or water. Yet according to the scripture, the evidence of saving faith appears in how we respond to God's word. James 2, 14-26. Since water baptism were commanded, not suggested by both Jesus Christ Matthew 28 and 19 Mark 16 15 and 16 and the apostles Acts 238 Acts 10 48 Acts 16 32 and 33 Acts 19 4 through 5 in Acts 22, 12 through 16, it was commanded. It becomes a matter of obedience. Our obedience is the evidence of our faith. We must believe, amen, the word of God. Why the baptism, amen, does not contradict salvation. By grace, through faith, Ephesians 2 and 8, whether it agrees with it. Believers submit to water baptism because Jesus and his disciples commanded it. Because Jesus taught and commanded it. We respond with obedience through water baptism, is an act of obedience of faith. And without such faith, it is impossible to please God. My daughter just got to read it, 11, Hebrew 11 and 6. One cannot claim that Jesus Christ as his Lord, while at the same time fail to obey his words. You can't say that Jesus is your Lord and then fail to obey his word. Luke 6 and 46. Father, we should remember it is possible for people to have an incomplete salvation experience, like in properly baptism. Acts 19, 1 through 6. Sometimes we have an incomplete salvation because we have not fully obeyed the Lord. The Bible responds to the gospel is to repent, to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And to receive the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking with other tongues. Acts two and thirty-eight. Anything less is an incomplete salvation experience. Jesus says, Except a man be born of the water, as the water baptism and of the spirit there's a spirit in baptism he cannot enter into the kingdom of god john 3 and 5 it takes both water and spirit baptism to be saved both are essential water you got to, amen, have water, and you got to have the Spirit. My God, you got to be baptized in water, and you got to be born of the Spirit of God. Despite the number of scholars, amen, of thoughts, water baptism in the New Testament is not a complex subject. Just as Israel was willing... They were blind to the truth of Jesus Christ, being their promised Messiah. Tradition has blinded many people to the truth of water baptism in Jesus' name. Don't let tradition be stronger, amen, than the word of God. Tradition has truly blinded many people. Many people know better. But they have been there so long and have accepted it that they don't want to change. We must not reject the name of Jesus, even in water baptism. For there is salvation in no other name, Acts 4 and 12. There is salvation in no other name. It's got to be in the name of Jesus whereby we do in words or deed, we must do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3 and 17. This certainly includes water baptism. Father, if we deny Jesus, he will in turn deny us. Matthew 10 32 and 33. Whosoever therefore shall confess me, be, uh, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32 and 33. We don't want to deny Jesus. If you deny Jesus, you deny your only Lord and Savior. Jesus plainly talking to us tonight. Tradition view, amen, are hard to break away from. But the honest and sincere seeker, they must examine the evidence containing in the scriptures. The New Testament makes the matter of water baptism perfectly clear. It removes any need for a quibbling, quivering or any effect or disprove the fact. If a person or tradition do not agree with what the scripture reveals, he must decide whether he will cling to tradition or embrace the truth. See, you got to make up your mind when it comes down to the word of God. Are you going to agree with tradition? Are you going to embrace what Jesus said? Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. There is only one true gospel. And to deviate from his prospect, it carries a severe consequence. Galatians chapter 1, 6 through 9, says that I marvel that you are soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Paul said, I marvel at you. What happened to you? Who done trick you? Which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and will prevent the gospel of Christ. For though we are named an from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached. Unto you, let him be an accursed. As we said before, I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Galatians chapter 1, 6 through 9. It's important to know truth, not halfway truth, But amen for truth. And nor did God judge sin. And he cut the earth by water, by the flood. He gave mankind a fresh star. And likewise, God judged our sin, and he gave us a new start. Which includes water baptism in Jesus' name. See first Peter 3. Twenty and twenty-one. Paul recalled Ananias' instruction to him after his Damascus Road experience, and now he said, "Why tarry? Thy arise and be baptized, and wash away thou sin, calling on the name of the Lord." Acts twenty-two and sixteen. So it is for all believers who follow the plans of salvation, including water baptism in the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. The doctrine of baptism, Paul is communicating with Timothy. According to knowledge, the inspiration and divine ordinance of the scriptures, which are profitable for doctrine, 2 Timothy 3 and 16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. You need doctrine. You need to be reproved. You need to be corrected. You need instruction in righteousness. This is what the word of God is for. 2 Timothy, amen, 3 and 16. The international Amen version of Second Timothy three sixteen says the scripture are useful for teaching. Define doctrine as teaching of that which is taught. Doctrine or teaching is beneficial in that it helps us understand God's will. It is not in mankind to direct his own step. Jeremiah 10 and 3. He needs instruction. He needs correction. And he needs to be persuaded of the truth. So he may walk in the will of God. Doctrine is vital because a man left to his own way will only die. Proverbs 14 and 12 and Proverbs 16 and 25. Paul indicated that Timothy's in knowledge or the scripture made him wise unto salvation. To know the scripture and understand the scripture, it'll make you wise unto salvation. Second Timothy 3 and five, uh, 15. Timothy, spiritual knowledge, it helps to prepare him for eternity. Therefore, doctrine. Only personal salvation are inseparable. Doctrine of teaching is essential to the moral, spiritually, eternal well-being of an individual. Knowing the Bible says on any subject it is important for it will guide us against the possibility of deception. When you know the word of God, it will guide you against deception. Doctrine is our main defense against error. Paul told Timothy that evil men and seducers would increase, and God knows we see that today, deceiving and being deceived, urging him to remain committed to sound doctrine, Second Timothy three, thirteen and 14. In an age in which deception is rampaging, doctrine becomes increasingly important, However, for many people, the reverse rever- has become true. Sound biblical doctrine has become increasing unpopular, undesirable. People don't want truth no more. Real biblical truth. People don't want it. They set me on stage interpreting the scripture like they want to. But let me say, the only thing going to stand correctly is the word of God. It's already written. We would not well, we would do well to remember Paul's exaltation to Timothy. He told Timothy to preach the word. Be instant in season, out of Caesar. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We are at that point in time today. The time has come that men don't want to endure what's really true. They will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, shall they heed to themselves, teachers. They want to find somebody that will teach and preach to them what they want to hear, not what the scripture is really saying. They will heed to themselves, teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into favor or turned into lies. That is the condition where we are standing at today. Mankind don't want to hear real truth. That is is Second Timothy 4, 2 through 4. All doctrine must be based up on Scripture, Second Timothy 3 and 16. The doctrine of water baptism in Jesus' name is no exception. We are accountable to embrace the teaching in Scripture pertaining to water baptism. Let us re the teaching and practice on the Baptist. Jesus. Christ, and the apostles regarding water baptism. The Bible, it introduced water baptism with John the Baptist, who baptized those believers in the message he preached regarding the baptism of repentance. Father and mission of sin, Mark 1 and 4. The center theme of John's ministry was repent and water baptism. Baptism was such an ingredient part of John's mission, he was known as baptized, a uh, baptizer. John was known amen, as the one that come and baptize. One of the characteristics of John's baptism is that he completely emerged, his converts, in water. In short, he did not sprinkle. He did not point the people beneath the water surface. This is evidence in John's baptism Of Jesus Christ, when John, when, when John baptized, when John baptized Jesus, he come up out of the water. Matthew three and sixteen. Father, the place where John baptized was the place where there was much water. If John had practiced sprinkling. He would have needed only a small amount of water. As far as John practice and belief regarding water baptism are concerned, the scripture, evidence, support, emerge, bury them. And this was the same method employed by the apostles. Amen. When we baptize you, amen, we bury you. Just as Jesus was buried in the heart of the earth, we bury you. It is a type of death when we carry you down in the water. And when you rise, you ought to rise walking in the newness of life. I'm baptized under repentance. But as far as John could go, it's repentance. But he began to tell them, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bow. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Matthew 3 and 11. John says, Amen. Here comes somebody after me who greater than I am. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The disciples of John, whom Paul encountered at Ephesus, had not received the Holy Ghost because they had not heard of it. According to Acts 19 and 2. However, upon hearing of it, they submitted themselves to be rebaptized, these are John disciples, in Jesus' name, and they received the Spirit. They were obedient. They willingly accept Paul's instruction. Because John had taught them this vital truth. Matthew 3 and 11. When John, with John, Jesus, and the apostles, all consistently, they were teaching the essential of water and spirit baptism. Is it not odd that many today wrongly consider them to be non-essential? If the apostles taught it, if John taught it, amen, and Jesus said it, who are we going to believe? I'm going to believe Jesus. The teaching teaching and example of John the Baptist clearly lays the groundwork for immersion as the only mode of water baptism. And that water baptism is correlated to the remission of sin and receiving the Holy Ghost. The teaching and example of Jesus and the Apostle also support these truths. Amen. Have you been down in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins? according to the word of God. Amen. Jesus endorsed water baptism by his example. When he approached John to be baptized in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 and 17, seeing that Jesus submitted to water baptism, of what authority can any Christian today Dismiss this vital teaching However, Jesus not only endorsed water baptism By his example He commanded water baptism As an essential element of salvation Go ye Therefore and teach all nations and baptize them in the name, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Matthew 28 and 19, that was that great commission. But listen what he said. Baptize them in the name. I want you to catch that. Amen. Don't fight it. Amen. Ask God to let you hear it. Praise the Lord. It's got to be in the name. There is salvation in none other name except the name of Jesus. Jesus commanded his disciples to go into the entire world and baptize believers. If you are a believer, amen. This is what Jesus has commanded his disciples to do. Go into the world and baptize all believers, amen, in his name. He included no nation of people from his commandment. That is every nation. I don't care what nation, amen, that there is. Amen. Every nation ought to go down in the name of Jesus. If water baptism was not essential, If water baptism was not essential, amen, to salvation, why would the Lord make such a commandment for the global community? Why would he make such a, a commandment, amen, for everybody? Have to go down in his name. In Mark 16 and 16, Jesus further linked it, water baptism with one salvation. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That is, amen. You can, you can be, you can, you, you you can go down in Jesus name. That don't mean you win all the way. You shall be saved if you continue to walk in Jesus path. Amen. Water baptism is one step. Receiving the Holy Ghost is another step. Praise the Lord. Amen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned mark 16 and 16 if you don't believe it amen that's left up to you the word of god telling you amen that we have to go go down in jesus name for all the remission of our sins jesus he plainly believed and being baptized together in salvation experience Individuals demonstrate their faith or act or belief by obeying the commandment of Christ to be baptized in water. You demonstrate your faith. When you obey the word of God, you demonstrate your faith. Believers involved, John's something about one belief. If a person believes the gospel of Jesus Christ, he will obey scripture and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. You're going to be obedient, you're going to obey. It does not. If he does not believe, neither will he be baptized and Jesus won. That father fail to believe would cause eternal condemn, uh, condemnation. If you don't believe, it's gonna cause amen, eternal Amen, condemnation. You don't want to be condemned because, amen, you didn't believe the word of God. It is set before you. Jesus wants you to hear. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Jesus told his disciples that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, Luke 24 and 47. Believers fulfill this commandment in Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. And God confirmed their obedience when he fulfilled his promise by filling them with his spirit. Peter proceeded to instruct the converts here to repent of their sin and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. That happened on the day of Pentecost when God established his great church. Clearly, amen, there was no inconsistent uh, disagreement between Matthew, Peter, regarding the formal for baptism. For these two men stood in agreement as Peter preached, the necessity of Jesus' name, baptism in Jerusalem. They stood together. According to Acts, amen, 2, 14 through 38. And Matthew felt Peter was wrong on the issue of involving Jesus' name in water baptism. He sure would have voice his disagreement. However, the record in Acts tells a different story. Obviously, Matthew did not interfere the use of Trinity formal, but the use of a singular name, the name of Jesus. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus is the only name that can save a person from their sin. Matthew 121, Acts 4 and 12. Matthew didn't agree with uh, prepare, disagree with Peter. They were on one mind and one accord. Amen. By this example, Jesus endorsed emerging. As the only mode of water baptism, by his commandment to the disciples, he taught that water baptism is essential to salvation for all individuals everywhere, and that sin are uh, remitted through his name and clearly the apostles interpreted. It the fulfillment of his instruction has included water baptism in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, and then, and that is they practice. They practice, amen, water baptism in Jesus' name. We are under the apostolic doctrine. Jesus Christ is our chief cornerstone. So if it was good enough for the apostles, and Jesus said it, amen, I believe we should obey the word of God. We should, amen, we should obey the word of God. If Jesus say go, amen, and baptize them, amen. In his name, I believe we should be very obedient. The example, amen, of fractions are the apostles, it relates to what baptism, it leaves no question as to their interpretation or their expectation and commandment of Jesus. Luke bore this out clearly. In the book of Acts, they emerge, believers, in water, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin. That's the way, amen, we baptize today. Amen, we emerge you in water. We bury you there, praise the Lord, for, amen, the remission of your sin. Christ commands as recorded in Matthew 28, 18 and 20, it established the following: What the apostles preached and practiced as by Jesus Christ, and they obeyed, they operated under his authority. According to Matthew 28, and 18, in 18 and acts 4 8 and 10 what the apostle preached and practice would be consistent from country to country and culture to culture again that's matthew 28 19 acts 2 38 39 what the apostle preached and practiced originated from their teacher, Jesus Christ. Matthew 28, 20. The apostle consistently baptized all believers by immersing them in water in the name of Jesus Christ. They baptized Jews, Samaritans, Gentiles, exactly the same without a single exception. We dare not argue with the consistent scripture. Based on the biblical record. we must assure that if anyone of the apostles was to baptize a convert today, He would do it in the same way they did it throughout the book of Acts. And that is, amen, he would baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. It's Dr. Moore tonight saying amen. We, amen, trying to bring you, amen, the principle of being baptized in the proper name the right name, the only name. There is salvation in none other tonight but the name of Jesus. May God bless you. Amen. Until amen. Next week, we will see you. Amen and amen.